I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Take a page out of other business leaders' playbooks and get candid advice from Chris Ronzio. People, processes, productivity, and how to organize your life around it all. Trainual hosted a virtual event in 2020 centered around empathy in the workplace. The following audio is from the session with best-selling author and co-founder of Radical Candor, Kim Scott. By outlining the distinction between radical candor, caring personally while challenging directly, and ruinous empathy, Kim will provide you with a compass to guide your conversations to a more productive place. In this session, Kim will provide the framework to help people practice radical candor, foster more meaningful relationships, and become great leaders. So, so for people in here that have teams or are running companies, you know, the, the difference between uh, being obnoxious and being radically candid, uh, it, 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 you need to care about your people. And so what are yeah. some ways that, they, that, that people listening can build up that currency of showing their teams that they care on a regular basis? So I think right now, especially when, when there's so much is going on for people, there's, there's a couple of simple things you can do. One, if you're having a staff meeting, start that meeting. So let's say you have 10, 15 people in the meeting, start that meeting with a check-in and give people, and it doesn't need to take more than five minutes, but give people an opportunity to say what's going on for them. And some people will have had amazing things happen that week and these wonderful moments with their children. Other people will have had terrible things happen to them that week. And it is because we're literally looking into each other's living rooms or bedrooms, some case. So some people are having these meetings in their bathrooms, I was reading, because it's the only quiet place else where they can lock the door. That we're, we're seeing people, we're seeing into people's intimate lives. And so giving people an opportunity to share what they're feeling is, is it serves two purposes. One, it shows you care. And two, you naturally do care more when you know what's going on with people. But it's yeah. also actually more efficient. And I think that's one of the things that gets lost about radical candor is, is its efficiency. Because if someone's on a call and they look stressed or pissed off, everybody else on the call, especially if you're the leader and you're the one who looks stressed or pissed off, everybody starts to blame themselves or wonder what's going on. Or, mm. and, and instead, it, it may just have to do with the fact that you were up all night with, uh, with this new puppy that you got for your children <laughs> yeah. uh, or, or whatever. So, so if you know, if you give a second, just a couple of minutes for people to say what's going on for them, it can, it can show you care and it can also be more efficient. I think another thing that is helpful right now is if you're a leader who used to have a one-on-one -on -one once a week, and maybe it was 45 minutes, have three 15-minute meetings throughout the week because mm -hmm. a lot happens right now in a week. And also 45 minutes is a long chunk of time. And especially uh, especially when, when people have a lot of demands on their time at home, as, as most of us do right now, more demands than we used to have. Uh, th then it, it can be easier. You can keep in better touch with people, yeah. and also it can be easier to fit in. I in my one of my first jobs out of college, I was working in Moscow, 
and my boss was in New York. And he used to call me first thing when he woke up in the morning because of the time difference. Before he even got out of bed, he would just pick up the phone and call me. And we would talk for not long, three, four, five minutes. But he said it was a really good way for him to understand the tenor of what was happening in Moscow because there was, Mm. it's it's hard to be remote. It's hard to manage remotely. It's hard to build relationships remotely. I will second this. Yeah, we so we have uh, our chief of staff, Chelsea. She we we used to have uh, weekly meetings every Monday for forty minutes, an hour, and now mm-hmm. it's a ten minute call every morning. And those daily stand ups are so much more useful because yeah. it's your you keep a pulse on what's going on for the day. So I second that recommendation. Um, Veronique asked uh, in the chat here, can you be too empathetic? So you mentioned the point about checking in with everybody and how are they doing? Is there a point where that gets in the way of decision making or leadership? Uh, Yes, I think it's really important that you understand that showing that you care personally is very different from becoming creepily personal. (laughs) And, and it's a fine line because it's different. It's different for everyone. What is what's okay to say? What's not okay to say? What's okay to talk about? What's not okay to talk about? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, for example, at one point we were we were coaching a team of people to to get to know each other, and we were coaching the the leaders of of this company to start to have get to know you conversations with employees and. One of the one of the managers started to drill into one of his employee the divorce of the parents of one of his employees, and his employee did not want to talk about it. And so, part of be, of showing you care personally is respecting other people's boundaries and respecting your own boundaries. Uh, I was doing a check check in call just the other day. And, and it kind of went off the rails because someone who felt that they were being very vulnerable and sharing something that was going on with them actually uh, uh, wound up crossing what for a lot of other people on the call was kind of uh, becoming creepily personal, I guess yeah, I would say. Boundary. And so, you, yeah, you want to make sure that you are uh, respecting your own boundaries and asking others to respect your boundaries and respecting other people's boundaries. That's part of, uh, of caring personally. And then I think the other way that empathy can go wrong, I call, sometimes I call radical candor compassionate candor. And I call it that to sort of distinguish between ruinous empathy and compassionate candor. Sometimes if you take empathy quite literally, it means you're literally feeling what the other person is feeling. So if someone is drowning and you also feel like you can't breathe, it's harder for you to help. So sometimes empathy can cause burnout, whereas compassion which is really about what can I, I understand that you're in pain and what can I do to help uh, is, is energizing. I mean, certainly the moments that I have felt the best throughout this crisis is when I've been helping other people deal with what they're dealing with. Yeah, it's great advice. So you've worked with a, a lot of the world's top tech companies and I'm sure they've, they, they consult you for how they can infuse this into the workplace. You see a lot of these tech giants um, listening to their people and going maybe over, you know, overboard with their nap rooms and foosball tables and all these crazy things. Is, is that a trend in being more empathetic or it, does it relate to radical candor buying you some of that caring currency? I, you know, I don't think that the, the 
nap rooms are necessarily like care personally. <laughs> I do, th uh, there, there is a little bit of um, an escalation of benefits in, <laughs> in Silicon Valley. Definitely. And uh, I, in fact, I, sometimes it's not the, the, uh, the snack rooms can become the definition of ruinous empathy because like, there's so much crap to eat in there. It's everybody's gaining weight. <laughs> it's like, uh, so, so it's not always such a good thing. It, it can definitely go overboard. But I do think that, that making sure that you are addressing the human needs of your employees is, is really important. And yeah. not every company, you know, has money blowing out of the air conditioning vents like Google did. <laughs> Right. It offered incredible, incredible benefits, but but you can. I remember I was I was at a startup and we we did not have money blowing out of the air conditioning vents to be sure, but we did bring in fruit in the morning and vegetables, cut up vegetables in the afternoon, and it it made a difference in people's sort of sugar levels and <laughs> and productivity. Oh, yeah. See, we we asked people what they wanted for our office, and I, and then I had to go back and say, just because we don't have a kombucha tap doesn't mean I don't care about you. Like yeah. we, we yeah, it was a good suggestion, but yeah, there's yeah, there's a limit. yeah. Part of part of uh, radical candor is challenging directly, mm. and not like you can't give everybody in a company what they want because some people want the bag of Hershey kisses in the middle of the table and other people really find that a burden mm. to walk by. Yeah, that makes sense. So how, how does this change at small companies as they grow into bigger companies? Because in smaller companies, there is a little bit more decision making by committee and you're, you know, everybody has a say. So how does that evolve over time? Well, it depends on the small company. I certainly have worked with small companies that are little mini dictatorships, but <laughs> but it is, I, I have found as companies grow, there's kind of an evolution. Uh, very often successful small companies are very radically candid. It's a small group of people. They all know each other well. Usually the better we know each other, the better we like each other and they get along really well. But the part of the reason why they're successful is they also are very clear about when the work isn't nearly good enough and, and when things are broken, how to fix them. So, so it's, it's a radically candid culture. And then because they're successful, they grow. And now there are a few hundred people and not everybody knows each other. You can't even remember everybody's names sometimes in those cases, let alone really care personally about them. So there's, and, but they don't want to lose that nice kind of family feeling. And so people tend to start, failing to challenge one another directly, usually because they're trying to be nice and right. kind of a culture of ruinous empathy sets in. And, and that creates two problems. One is that bad work gets done. So the company becomes less effective. It impacts products. It impacts profitability. But the other thing that it does is it actually hurts the culture because it turns out that when the majority of people are being ruinously empathetic, the people who behave like jerks, have a real advantage and they start to rise to the top. And as one person observed at a, at a startup where I was working, you know, the assholes are starting to win and that's very bad for the culture. And yeah. usually when, when you have someone in a position of authority, who's behaving like a jerk, the rest of the organization responds to that person with manipulative insincerity. Mm -hmm. And that is how a toxic workplace culture, uh, 
sort of evolves. And so yeah. you really want to fight that as you, as you grow, you want to, it's one of the dangers of success. You have to constantly keep a pulse on it, I guess, because I think as you care more about people you know, when you, when they first join your small team, it's, it's easier to be direct, I think, because you're trying to match the, the role that you just hired. But then the yeah. more you care, the more you have to fight that gravity of ruinous empathy. Yes, absolutely. Hey, thanks for listening to Organized Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review or share it with anyone in your network that you think could use this information. If you want to connect with me personally, please text me 480-531-8411 or connect with me anywhere on social at Chris Ronzio. Or you can connect with Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. See you next time.